episode of we gotta have it thank you so much for tuning in it's been a while but we're back everybody's working everybody's closing and everybody's heading to the booth um yeah so in this episode i sat down with a very good friend of mine her name is sierra joseph uh she is an entrepreneur an expert forex trader um if you're interested in learning more about forex trading i recommend you reach out to my homegirl sierra her instagram is underscore gorge doll 19 um but let's get to it so here are some of the things that we've discussed and it's in our episode and it's worth every minute believe me um so we talked about identifying leadership qualities and our partners um more importantly, um, Sierra made an interesting connection between like, you know, Nipsey Hussle's relationship with Lauren London and how she feels Nipsey Hussle exudes leadership and goodwill qualities. Um, that's an interesting take that I didn't quite, uh, never thought of before. Uh, but we also discussed the love language of high value men and women. Uh, we talked about, you know, questioning God whenever we lose our partner. Uh, we also talked about dating the right personality personality type. Um, Chris Brown and Drake's beef and how they overcame that and where do they fit in the alpha and beta spectrum. Uh, we also talked about dealing with lovers and friends, which I know a lot of you can relate. You might be dating somebody your homegirl might not like or your homeboy ain't feeling. Um, how do you try to balance your lovers and friends. That, that was an interesting take that Sierra had and how she handled that. And let me know if you guys agree. Uh, we talked about Zodiac compatibilities in love and life, um, Sigma personalities, uh, inner child work, and lastly, raising our daughters, which I know some of you can relate, and also raising our parents. You know, there's gonna be that moment where your parents have that, uh, comfort level where they tell you everything and or if they're older and then you have to let them know how to function in this digital world how do you raise your parents so sit back for a small glass of your favorite wine and enjoy this incredible conversation with my girl sierra joseph you know when you have a soulful man it's different what's so soulful about nipsey hustle his mind the way he thinks the way he sees people, the way he values life, the way he did value life. So that's what makes him the soulful person, the way he took care of his family, the way he cleansed his mind, body, and soul, the way he mm. understood himself makes him a soulful person. You know, the way he tried or attempted to understand people around him. Mm. So that makes him a soulful person. I think so. Would you say that Nipsey was an alpha male? Absolutely. How? Natural born leader. Mm-hmm. Um, his aura, the way he did things, the way he set things up, even mm-hmm. the way he sold his first album. He made 100K off his first album. Right. In the hood, at that. He made, he built his first computer. Right. So, 
when you can do things that naturally come to you without mm-hmm. a guide, mm-hmm. I, to me, you're a natural born leader. When you can move without mm-hmm. somebody telling you how to do things, mm-hmm. then you're a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. When you have an idea mm-hmm. or a dream that you want to follow through and other people don't see that, mm-hmm. then you're a natural born leader. A lot of people didn't see his dreams until they started actually seeing what he was doing. So for you to be a natural born leader, you have to know when to take something right. and turn it around and make it good for you and for your team. And that's what he did. It's I I look at leadership very like as like an important tool. Just to have like to set the tone for whatever you're trying to do, whether it be building a family, uh, building a business. And it's rare that there's not too many people can't do what this guy did. No. You know? No. You really have to have the heart for it. And I, when I look at Nipsey and I look at his relationship with uh, Lauren. Lauren London, it, it initially I thought, oh, here's another attractive actress dating another um, rapper. Yeah. But in reality, the true conversation is about here is um, a high-valued woman looking for another high-valued man. Right. And so... I say all that to say, wow, I say all that to say, right? <laughs> what is, how do you, how do you, what are some first things that you realize? How do you know somebody is, um, high, has that, has that it factor? You feel it. Okay. Like what, what's the first thing you look for? The it factor, mm-hmm. the way the person makes me feel. Okay. And how I can be relaxed around them. Okay. Because for me, mm-hmm. I can't talk to a lot of people in my mm-hmm. eyes, only because will you be able to handle what I can say to you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very stern person sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm a stern. Ve- what does that mean? I'm a very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a- let's, let's talk about. This. <laughs> I'm a very just get to the point type of girl sometimes, get- and okay. sometimes mm-hmm. I need to be dealt with in a certain way. Sometimes I need to be dealt with love sometimes because sometimes my sternness might come off very bossy but it's not that it's just that I'm used to getting things done like okay I'm gonna get this done for myself I'm gonna do this for myself I'm gonna do this because I always had my own back I'm not used to somebody else carrying my own weight right 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 so it's just like that's 100% I have to make sure that person can actually carry the weight I'm not saying that my weight is heavy loaded but I'm saying Mm -hmm. that for us to be together as one, mm-hmm. we're combining two people, two different lives, two different mindsets, two different bodies, two different spirits. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot for anybody. Right. So when you feel that energy and that spirit inside of you and you mm-hmm. feel comfortable with that person, yeah, that's when you know, I feel like. That's a good point. I, I'm a, I have a whole different take. No, it's not, even, it's not even quite different. It's very similar. But I'm a little bit like... I'm a little bit like less like emotion about things now. What do you mean? It's like at the end of the day, I want to a realistic world for me is for me to do exactly what like not exactly, but maybe like Steve Jobs. Um, so not Steve not- Jobs. I'm sorry. Um, Amazon big head. Uh, uh, Jeff. Be- Jeff Bezos. Yes. I love how him and his wife ended their marriage. You know what I'm saying? Okay, because, yes, she helped him start the business. Exactly. See, it's all about the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Being committed to the commitment. And if, when things change, because people will change, right? Absolutely. You grow apart, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, if Nipsey never, you know. But a man, I feel like, also has to teach. I really do feel like that. And Lauren sure. London once did an interview saying, like, mm-hmm. He never yelled at me. He never got oh, sure. really got upset with me. He would just just let me be me. Like even when she would get really upset with him, mm-hmm. he wouldn't react to her like that. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like <laughs> talk to me when some women need actual love, mm-hmm. and a guy is peaceful and very calming, mm-hmm. and she's just reacting. Mm-hmm. It can be very soothing for her that he's not reacting. 
No, I'm serious. It can be I've very never soothing. Met, I've never met a woman. No, no, no. For me, okay. For me, okay, I know true. personally. Okay, true. When true. I react <laughs> and my person just touches me or just listens to me, baby, please. No, not even that. You don't even <laughs> have sound, to say. Because that sounds beta. No, baby, no, it doesn't have to be okay. that. It's just that I need somebody that's gonna be able to talk to me, like calm me down, be my peace. Stuff like that. Depending on the conversation. De- definitely depending on the conversation because the person might get riled up too, but right. you have to learn how to talk to one another. And she also learned how to talk to him. She had to learn, but she started to do it. You see how peaceful she is now? Do you yeah. see her interviews after his death? She's extremely peaceful. Mm. She knows where he is. Right, right, right. She's extremely peaceful. Oh, with man. herself, yeah, 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 yeah. With what happened, she's just mm-hmm. at peace with everything, which is a beautiful thing. Is she, does she still struggle some days? Of course, she probably does. But right, you can tell that she's at peace. Her aura shows it. Yeah, and and that's one thing um, I'm realizing is that like, for you to be like a, for you to make a, a a strong shift in the world, especially from a male coming from a male perspective. It's like it's 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 more than just like you know all right i bring in the money but how do you change somebody's life not just financially but also emotionally spiritually and that you could mentally and you could tell you know that that's what was happening all right we are going to take a quick time out to acknowledge the ladies in the room thank you so much for your overwhelming support this episode could not be done without you now i have a quick question for you Are you looking for premium hair extensions, cosmetics, and styling products? If so, please visit MulanVBeauty.com. That's MulanVBeauty.com. Tell them Wally sent you via email. Back to the show. Because when she was kicking it with Wayne versus kicking it with Nipsey, I mean, there's two different personalities. Absolutely. Since she's been upgraded, even though the finance... One could argue that Wayne is probably banking more. Right. But for that peace of mind. Mind. Peace of mind is what she was looking for. Yes. And it's very sad that, you know, sometimes you just got to question like, you know. God? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And be like, all right, certain people come to your life and they leave and they have an assignment. He served his purpose. He lit. No, 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 no. Anything that God does. I know, I know. That's, and that's what's and that, and that You do want to question God sometimes. Even in the Bible, it says question mm. what He does. It does. It yeah, does. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so oh, right. sometimes you do have to question like these good people that stayed here and made such an impact on life, on mm. kids, on mm. just society itself, the hood, you know, mm. showing little boys that they can be more than just rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, showing yeah. them that they can do more and have more. Black mm-hmm. boys and black girls, that's so important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now he's passing off the baton. Like, the marathon definitely keeps going with with or without me. And y'all, you guys need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Even his mother at the funeral was saying he was getting ready for death. He was packing things up like he was getting ready. Right. So he knew his time was coming. He just didn't know how or when. So it's so crazy that... A man like that would know, but if you look at his timeline and where he comes from, yeah, it just all makes sense. It just all makes sense. He's very spiritually aligned, which right. is extremely important. Right. I I think I often feel as if like he he knew that he was in another dimension with his thinking, mm-hmm. and and I think when people are that way, they can. I love this part. Uh, when people think that way, they um, they have they they are keen to like when this level is going to be over and the next level is going to start. Right. So, and that's what one thing I really, especially you know, at thirty four, he died at thirty three or thirty four, and around around the same age, it's like, shit, you don't you don't think that yeah, I'm gonna die, you know? What I'm Absolutely not. Even Chadwick. Uh, but yeah, Bozeman. like Bozeman, yeah, like that type of. I mean, you don't you don't think you're gonna get colon cancer at like 37, 38, yeah, and then fight all the way through and then lose at forty one. That's and then you fall, 
you fall, you fall. And right. like nobody actually knew. Nothing. And you, you ask yourself, you know, like, what am I complaining about? You know what I mean? Exactly. I just feel like we have to be very careful with our complaints in life. Mm-hmm. Like just now, I was just complaining about how I hate my car. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I need to stop because mm-hmm. I have a car. That's right. Like, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing this. But that's me teaching myself. Yeah. How to stop complaining and be grateful for the things that I have. Okay. So right, I feel like right. that is so important because sometimes we have to teach ourselves new ways of thinking and new ways of moving and it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. So I had this conversation with a good friend of mine. Uh, her name's Brownie in the last episode and she mentioned like one of the things she didn't like about dating a beta male is that they complain a lot. Yes. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about your experience dating with a beta male and they're complaining. Oh. She said, yes. <laughs> um, it's not the complaints. It's, it's so much mm. the need of certain things. Okay. Like they need to know what's going on. Mm. And they need to be informed about certain and different things. And it's just like, bruh, chill. <laughs> Like, give me some time to, like, do what I need to do. Like, just right. give me some time. So, I feel like that's what it is with beta men. Okay, okay. Men can be very... Beta men can be very, like, uh-huh. emotional sometimes. And that's not a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> it's not Don't a bad argue. It's, it's not a bad thing all the time because okay. sometimes they're able to express... But sometimes they express an anger, and it's kind of just like, bro, chill. Like, bro. They might be beta, but sometimes they express an anger. So Now, I'm going to flip a quick question. So, these beta men, um, are did they grow up in, like, a household where it's majority woman? Yes. Okay. And are they the youngest or the oldest? Some were the only child. child. Some were the oldest. So, I had this conversation with my brother, too, about this. You would think that a guy with that type of um, environment, that he would be, like, understanding to, like, women's emotions and know how to peel back some time and understand when to give space or not. But that doesn't really happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know what... (laughs) You just said space, and that's right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just feel like sometimes they don't really know how to give it. Like me, Mm. I'm an alpha female, so I'm very free. I need Mm. to be able to have my space and have the time to think, have the time to dream, Mm. have the time to study, read, do different things Mm -hmm. without talking to somebody. Sometimes I don't even realize what I'm doing because I'm just working. You know, and sometimes in that moment, I don't like to be bothered. So when you're bothering me, I might get annoyed. (laughs) I might get annoyed. So, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's fair. I think, and this is why, part of the reason why I did, I think that no, we had a conversation about we gotta have it, and then I really don't like the idea of like people just falling in love, getting married, and then getting a divorce. I don't like that either, though. You know, and and so, I'm not a psychologist, but I know psych. But I think to solve a problem, you got to find out the root of it. And the majority of the thing is, is that we just don't know how to select our right match. So, you got to bait him out. He's very attachy, but did he know that he was dating an alpha woman? I say it. And when you tell him, <laughs> what's their response? What does that mean? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because I think I think a lot of us, you know, we just assume, we put people in boxes and, and we automatically assume. Yes. But, but how yes. much is of it is culture? How much of it is TV, what we were brought up, of viewing how we should be in a relationship? Like, we assume, that every, we assume that every woman wants to have children. We assume every woman wants to be a stay-at-home wife. You know, and we assume that every husband wants to go out there and just be the breadwinner. Yes. You know, so we what, assume things before even getting to know a person, and that's the problem. So, what are some things that you've realized that you have to do to find the right match? 
I have to really tell them what I do and do not like. Mm. Because I feel like if I don't tell the person I'm dating what I do and do not like, Mm -hmm. it would definitely be a problem because it will start really affecting me once Mm. I am dating them. And it's going to be like, I don't want this anymore. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh, I got myself into something I don't really want and I can't do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I cannot do this no more. And then I either end up spazzing or I just won't talk to that person. And that's not Mm -hmm. good. That's not good at all. So I'm definitely learning (laughs) how to tell them what's bothering me or what I'm concerned with. It's extremely important. Chris Brown, Drake. Which one is alpha? Which one's beta? Huh. Oh God, that's easy. I don't wait. You know what? That is not easy. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. Do you mean yeah. career wise, or do you, you mean relationship wise? There you go. What do you mean by? There's so many different. There's layers. so many different layers of men. Right. So what mm-hmm. do you mean? Um, career wise, I feel like they're both alpha. They're both alpha. I feel like they mm. both really take control of their creative side, mm. what they want out of their career, mm. and how they want their career to be handled. Right. Um, Is that hard for women to do, too? What? Let's just say that you were both chasing the same guy, and all of a sudden, that didn't work out, but you guys eventually link back up and say what up and be friends again. Is that something that's possible? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Is it? Is it possible? <laughs> I don't know. Because I've had a conversation with some of my nearest and dearest friends, um, and they always say that, you know what, I don't really trust girls, and my homegirl this, my homegirl that. And you hear a lot of rumors of how, like, not rumors, but people have experiences where they say guys are quick to forgive their male friends, but women sometimes aren't. Where do you fall in that? Or, I, mm, see, or have you witnessed? Forgiveness, it's mm-hmm. not... <laughs> forgiveness for me it depends on the situation okay i can't say that i'm gonna forgive my nigga so mm. quickly and not be able to forgive my friends just as quickly okay because okay. i find that very childish like you're just gonna cut off your friends but you're not gonna cut off a nigga that's been cheating on you for two three years <laughs> mm. like it's just like that that doesn't sit right with me nor well with me like mm. i can go through the trenches with my girls and I'll still make sure that I'm a good friend to them or they have what they need or if they need me they can call me even if mm-hmm. we're in a fucked up situation or even if we're not talking or really kicking it like that yo call me if you need something and all of my friends know that all of my friends are mm-hmm. bosses mm-hmm. <laughs> like hands down right, I cannot right. all of my friends are bosses they all mm-hmm. have a goal to get to and they're all mm-hmm. attempting to get to that goal so mm-hmm. No, none of us actually needs each other. But right, when the right. time comes, if it does come, right, we're right. right there. That's what's up. So that's extremely important to me. So as far as me getting into a problematic situation with mm-hmm. male or female mm-hmm. or my lover or my <laughs> friends, mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. It depends on how deep it is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm not just going to cut off my friends like that. It, yeah, relationships are relationships. You have to be able to forgive mm. and forget. So, and that's what I go by. I really go by forgiving and forgetting because I don't have time to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to be holding on to grudges. I'm not a grudgeful ass person. I'm not. I don't mm. like to hold on to shit. Like, let that shit go how and let's move on. How is that possible? You're alpha. That alpha forgives. You can't. You can't be an alpha without forgiveness, I feel like. I'm sorry, no. No, 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 I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you're a true alpha, mm-hmm. to be able to forgive, that that is an alpha. For you to hold a grudge is easy. For you to forgive is harder. <laughs> so if you, I look at alpha behavior, personality, as like someone who is the leader of the pack and sets the tone yes. and needs validation from to let people know not to ever think about crossing to protect. Absolutely, but would you do that by holding grudges? Um, you you set the tone. You set the you te- if someone does something to cross it, you set a message and you attack. I will always keep everybody in check. <laughs> in check and always <laughs> close. Not in check, but keep somebody close to me. Even if they do cross me, I'm still gonna keep you close to me. Uh, keep your because you think that I'm gonna be 
you know, forgiving you or you're just going to come back in my arms. No, I'm watching you. I'm paying attention to you. Okay. Okay. So, that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you got to know your battlefield. <laughs> right. I, I, one of my favorite sayings is that sometimes you have to beat the grass to, to rattle the snakes. Snakes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that saying, like, I like that. And that makes a whole lot of sense because it's like there's so many people that come to your circle and you just don't know where they are. I've been placed in situations earlier in my 20s where I was in places where I'm like, yeah, shorty's not feeling like my homegirl friends and my male friends. And then, then the decision came down between, hey, do you grow to your day ones or you just try to see what's going on with this new relationship? And I made the unfortunate mistake of like not trying to hide my friends away from someone I was seeing. And then it was in that moment I realized that I don't have control of my life. And then it's like, huh. So here's this alpha personality just managed to just pick and choose and whatever. But her, but she used it for, I guess, as part of her insecurity um, and trying to, un, trying to learn more about herself. And I completely understand that now. And we could talk, we've talked, you know, in the past just to, just to let us know about how we behave when we were in high school and shit like that, or and, when we, and even in college. But um, it's just incredible to know that how like you can give so much people influence without even realizing it when it's too late, you know. So I think it's pretty cool that um, I think it's pretty cool that you know both Drake and Chris were able to move from that situation. Um, honestly, I think both of them are more are more Sigma than alpha i think like a sigma personality is somebody who doesn't even go by the the rules of like hierarchy they they beat to the tune of their own drum they they're mysterious you don't really know what they're about and that's almost like the celebrity lifestyle you know you don't really know what chris brown is like that's true you know and for you never let anybody too close basically is what you're saying exactly and that's and that's something that's the alpha male though well that's why like sigmas share alpha qualities Mm -hmm. and beta qualities i don't believe that chris brown is a beta i'm sorry i really have to agree with you no i don't i don't think i i don't i'm not saying he's beta i'm saying they're both sigmas so they're not so they're so they they can be they can be alpha when needed and beta when needed but they they're doing it on their own terms. Okay, we you can know go. I can say that for Drake, not for um, Chris Brown. Absolutely not. Why so. not? Because he's a very powerful man. And because of the ink versus Drake. <laughs> no, well, no, let's look at this. Tattoos. It's a visual. It has nothing to do with the tattoos. You like, say that, but it it plays a role. It's it's all right. So we I, so we let's look about let's let's talk about. The whole alpha persona, right? So a lion is hairy as fuck, right? Yes. Big ass face, furry, right? Why is it that most women like dudes with beards? What? But <laughs> <laughs> on, take peep game, because they to, share that. They to share touch that. It. <laughs> hold on, to touch it, right? Cause, but it kind of resembles like a lion. Oh. Uh, maybe it's maybe that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I so, never took it like that. But it's like, but a lot of, but a lot of the our like personality is really based off like biology, and 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 you and you look at these things because we are animals. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's it's just crazy. I mean, I think it's a. I'm. I'm there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that like certain people, um. When there's so much information, you just have to figure out where you fit and where where your space is, and to find out what personality you are that would, that's going to make you the the best person that you can be, the highest that you can reach. Um, but yeah, that experience is pretty crazy, and I don't know if I uh, given it given an opportunity, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even do anything like that again. But hey, who knows? <laughs> Maybe one day, you know, Rihanna will hit me up. Please, please. Don't say that. I got Dej Loaf. I got Dej Loaf right here. We're both Aries. One day we're going to link up. You know I'm a Gemini. <laughs> wow. Yes, guys. I am a Gemini. I'm a Gemini woman. <laughs> All right, so she's a Gemini. 
alpha woman. <laughs> so let's see, who are some of your, who are some celebrities that are alpha Gemini women? Oh, wow. I don't, I don't really know. Tupac is a Gemini. Oh, Tory Lanez. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, you was about to bug out, weren't you? Matter of fact, no. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Lane is oh a Gemini. I know for sure. No, uh, he's not. Oh my god! Check to see if Tory Lanez is a Gemini. Your 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 internet is faster than mine. Um, um, definitely, um, Kanye. Yes, he is, and he's definitely an alpha. Hmm. <laughs> No, uh, I don't see. I don't see him as an alpha. Sigma. I see him as that. Mm. He was born in July. He's a can't. He's either a Cancer or a um, Leo. Oh, Tory Lanez. Yes. Hold on. July twenty seventh. So when when you're in the process of dating, how serious is knowing somebody's zodiac sign? How how serious do you or do your do your friends take it? Right now, I feel like since now that I'm more spiritual than religious, I feel like I take it more seriously. I feel like it's always been my thing, even as a little girl, like looking up different signs and just getting to know like mm-hmm. yourself and other people and how why and how they do things. It really comes to light. Like, wow, you are really like this. Hmm. You really present these qualities. <laughs> and it's so funny what you can discover. Shit. So I take it... I, I feel like I do look into it mm-hmm. more than others. <laughs> I don't really think I go off of it. I try to make sure I just get to know the person as yeah. it is, not what I look up. So I definitely make sure I do get to know the mm-hmm. person that I'm dating mm-hmm. all the way around the board. You know, mm. I do look up things, but I do get to know the person as well. That's cool. I mean, I get it. I, I completely get it. I was, <laughs> um, I was um in a situation where some I was seeing someone like that who was really really about zodiac signs. Oh wow, she was real spiritual. And it was a, it was kind of like a big turn off for me. Cause turn on this, off. Yeah, cause so she would always talk about it. Cause yeah, cause it was about like she was always bringing up. I was like, oh yeah, of course she would do that because you're an Aries. And I was like. And mind you, I'm, I was never, I wasn't even in the mind frame of really understanding that whole zodiac <laughs> shit. So I would just be like, nah, I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then again, it's like, even though, you know, we didn't, I put her in a, the right category, which is like a comrade. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're still friends to this day. But I realized that, you know, after doing my Googles, I was like, oh yeah, Aries like red. Oh shit, I got a red car. What the fuck is that? That is <laughs> random, right? It's like, um, what do they say? There was some other nonsense too that I saw online. But I was like, I was like, or well, maybe there is some, some truth to it. But ideally, when you start making it about everything, um, I think you, I think there's a possibility where it, it can lead you to the wrong direction and you really miss out. Yes, yes. I, I really believe that because I feel like people can be put together because God put them together. You know, mm. um, your zodiac mainly just, it tells you about yourself, mm-hmm. but you can also change those things about yourself because I feel like anybody is capable of changing their mindset, the way they do things, right. and how they do things, how they speak to people. I feel like it's very, very possible because I've seen it in myself, and i also seen it in other people. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like if you want the change, you're going to do it. Mm. You really got to want it, though. Right, right. You have to want the things you want, and you gotta put the time and the work in. If you don't, then you won't get the results. That's just the way life goes. That's just what it is. <laughs> That's just what it is. So, what are some things that you uncovered throughout this whole journey of you learning more about your spiritual growth and how that applies to you, and you know, meeting the right individuals to be a part of your journey? That's heavy. (laughs) I'm about to get my award. (laughs) What did I learn about myself spiritually? I I realized that even though I say I can handle handle certain things, Mm -hmm. I really can't. I learned that I really need to take time doing things and do one thing at a time. 
I like to do one thing and then do another, then do another, then do another, then do another. And then I like to learn about different things at once. I'm like, okay. So I learned about myself that I do too many things at once and I need to take a step back and be like, okay, you need to breathe. Okay, do this now. Now do this. Now do this. Now that I'm doing it step by step Mm -hmm. and I'm actually seeing things as is Mm -hmm. and seeing things take place and seeing things evolve, it's better for me. So that really helped me. And I learned things about myself. And as far as relationships, it actually helped me really consider the relationship that I am. And really mm-hmm. notice my value in certain relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I started taking therapy, and my therapist asked me, That's what's up. Um, "Who values you? Because mm-hmm. it seems like you're undervalued." Wow. And I really start to value myself right, and right. my relationships. Mm-hmm. And I stop giving time to certain things and energy to certain things because it's just like you're not serving your purpose here. I'm right. giving, but there's nothing being given back. Right, right. And I'm right, always right. A, a give person. But I need something back. And that's for everybody. That's just not for me. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're just being (laughs) basically taken advantage of or you're just constantly giving and you're not getting nothing back, you're going to feel all of that. So it allowed me to honestly say no to certain things. Right, right. Tell people, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do that anymore. No, I can't be here. No, I don't want to because I'm exhausted. Right, right. You know? Sometimes I used to really lie about, like, not going out because it's just like, I used to say I'm sick or I'm doing this because I really felt bad. Really? You know, I used to really lie because I felt bad for not doing certain things. And now it's just like, since I've been talking to my therapist, it's just like right. a weight has lifted off because I feel more confident right. in my words and my actions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I can just be myself. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about what everybody else got going on. I'm really thinking about what Sierra has going on. And it's so important because I never gave myself that time to love myself properly and mm-hmm. actually take things on properly. Exactly. Well, much love and much respect on that space because I know out of we definitely, especially when we're living in this dominant society where we're being oppressed, um, I, I I just look at this the show Underground, uh, the level of like stress that you know our people have gone and without even seeing a therapist to try to figure out where a lot of these like emotions come from whether it's you know ties into like you know ties into like our past like it's just amazing how some of the things that I see my parents do and learn what my great-grandparents did and what their parents did and you realize you start doing them too and it passed on from one generation to the other so therapy is a place where you literally stop generational curses. Yes, absolutely. I definitely have to agree with that. Like, and my therapist is a black woman. She's from Liberia. Liberia, ooh. <laughs> and she just listens, and I just feel like she just she has a nice it. accent, doesn't she? she? I mean, I didn't even know she was from Liberia or from yeah. a Caribbean country, and so I was just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was so amazing. She yeah, actually yeah. told me on Wednesday when we had our session because I was telling her, I'm like, you know, I really just want to go back to Africa. Like, I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kept smiling. And she was like, that feels so good to know since I am an African woman. I said, oh, oh I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. So she took me, like, she back. Stage, she, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> she definitely surprised me. Mm. And I just... I really love my therapist, so yeah. <laughs> Whenever you have like someone that could listen and then give you like a different point of view, it's always refreshing and it gives you confidence. But I can't imagine how much weight she's carrying from hearing all those other stories. I've heard that even therapists have therapists. Yes, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> I couldn't be a therapist. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't because you're listening to all these problems, right? right. And it's really a lot to take in. How it do is. you not have a therapist? Mm-hmm. The stories that you hear from like people, their childhood. Like one thing that I'm doing is doing a lot of like inner child work, and oh, yes. I visit things that I listen to. So this, <laughs> so uh, last week I find myself listening to a lot of Cash and Money records. <laughs> so I was listening to like um, Hot Boys, Guerrilla Warfare, and it's weird when I was like. 12 when that album dropped compared to listening to that 34 it's a whole it's a whole different experience and it got me little do you know it's like some of these songs you know 
some of the people, some of these songs that you're listening to, they have, they don't impact you yet at 12, but they impact you at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, Absolutely. 20. And you don't know where it's actually going. But then again, you have to forgive them because they were at a space where they didn't know. Um, that's why, like, even when Charlemagne started getting uh, heat. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I said sometimes you can be very ignorant. Yeah, and it's then it's that's okay. You just have to learn. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't make it easier when you live in like a Caribbean household when everybody doesn't even talk, and not even, you know everybody has their own like. Either you do you ask the question and it goes well it's because you're supposed to. So when you so when you have when you don't have like a transparency, um, with your parents or you can't have that conversation with them. So then you look at the the, the box becomes your teacher. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. You start to learn things Mm -hmm. basically on your own. On your own. On your own. Um, And (laughs) when you go back to your childhood and look like, damn, I was... I was in some fucked up <laughs> oh situations yeah, like as a yeah, child. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and yeah. it really didn't hit me until my twenties now. And I'm just like really I need therapy. Yeah. This really did happen. I'm yeah. really still affected by this. And I always used to tell myself when I was younger, I'm not gonna be affected by this shit when I get her, I'm gonna be good. But I was God definitely showed his ass and said, You think the fuck not? <laughs> For real. Like I, I was having this conversation with my uh brother. And I was like, yeah, remember that, um, remember so-and-so, you know, when I was, you know, we were working at XYZ, and I was, she was like, yeah, so I was like, yeah, so one time so-and-so was just like, you know, just hollering at me and shit like that, but then I'm thinking at like 16 at like, ah, it is what it is, it's like, but at the, but at 34, I'm realizing well, so-and-so was like 28. Right, like. <laughs> and then it's like, why did you want to holler at a, you know what I mean? Right, and we're working, like, chill. And, <laughs> and I got a curfew, and, but then again, we realize that there's some people, you have a situation where you're dealing with hurt people, not knowing how to figure themselves out. Wow, that's true. So Hurt people hurt people. So I say that, I ask that because how do you handle somebody that's been hurt and when you see that they're not doing any, any effort into making a change? I either let go or handle them with care depending on the person and the situation. Mm. But is it your responsibility? No, it's not my responsibility. That's why I said it depends on the situation. Because if it's the same situation for me that keeps happening and it's starting to affect me, Mm -hmm. I have to let go. Um, Hmm. It's extremely important for me because my mental starts to be affected. And I'm sorry. I can't be mentally distressed that's not my thing i can't mm. i can't like i i have to use my brain at all times especially since i'm a trader it's 90 percent mindset 10 percent trade so mm-hmm. it's just like i have to make sure that i'm always on top of things for so for me it's either i'm gonna let you go or let this situation go we're not gonna discuss this okay or we're gonna work through this and try to get you through this if you want to get through it because some people say they want to at the time but they're so upset at the time that they still want to hold on to the situation that's hurting them right or that's allowing them to be hurt Mm -hmm. and if you don't if you're not ready to let go i cannot help you there so now i have to let go to help myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and self always comes first right as you said you have one life to live absolutely um what's the odds of being born human it's like one out of one million or something like that one billion so it's like really? yeah huh wow god so it's like <laughs> so yeah when you when, when you think when you think about that you could have been born an ant could have been born like a fly but you weren't born <laughs> like my pants he had a fly drop on his head That's <laughs> um could have been making babies right there on this. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like um when i knowing that that's when I start valuing the time I spend with folks. Absolutely. I start valuing the type of legacy I want to develop. You know what I mean? The type of people that you want in your legacy and around you in that moment when you do make that successful, super successful transition that you are going to make. That is so important. Like, mm-hmm. Because, listen, no new friends is a serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> No new friends is a serious thing because 
I do not trust mm. a soul except the sense. people that have been with me has seen me fucking mm-hmm. on my knees trying to get better and do the things that I need to do. Right. Because it's just like, you're only coming around because you see this club. <laughs> and you're not going to affect this club. I'll keep you not close right, right. at a distance, but you can still come in, but you got to stay why, right here. Why even do that? Why just like this completely just... Everybody has a purpose in your life, honey, good or bad. And that doesn't mean everybody comes in. Yeah. I feel like I'm very good with energy. I really do. (laughs) So I really Mm. know when somebody's good for me and when somebody's bad for me. Mm. So, and that's extremely important. You have to read the room, like you would say. Right, right. You have to read the person as well. So, I saw this uh, Drink Champs episode. Uh, they were talking about Chris Lighty and his passing. And a couple of his former uh, colleagues were talking so well about him. And they were talking about the experience of like being in Violator. And, 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 and it's weird because when they were talking, I remember, <laughs> shout out to my boy Will. Um, I remember one time where um, I went out to Violator and I was going for an internship and I brought my homeboy with me, which was like the dumbest shit to do. Like, who would bring their friend to, like, a job interview? That doesn't make sense. But this, uh, the conversation of the amount of respect that they had for this person and how they expressed how much they loved and they missed him, it, it really had me tear up a little bit. It's like, it's like, he, like, how he passed was very unfortunate, but the legacy that he left is, is, is important. From the 50 Cents to the Missy Elliott's to Busta Rhymes, you know, um, yeah. So I think it's very important for me um, when it comes to just reading the room and channeling energy and bringing people around. I I honestly believe that my um, my ancestors are are complete in the moment with me when it comes to like me going for certain opportunities and allowing certain things coming into my space and allowing my energy to protect me rather than me protecting my energy. Shout out to Tashima Jones. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much where I stand. Um, but sometimes you get some red flags. I mean, I mean, not red flags. You get some like false glamours, you know what I'm saying? You think someone has all these, all the matches, right? They look the part. But inside, they're like phony as hell. Better um, read the 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> that book will teach you yeah. everything you need to know. That is true. That's a great, great, that's a great book. You're right. Yes, it's a great book. Uh-huh. And you know, I bought it in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm so scared of that book. <laughs> because it really teaches you the evils. Like, it really teaches you how to really have power. And I'm really in this book like, damn, I could really mm-hmm. be out here doing this like they really teach you how to take control it it shows you when it also helps you identify people who are just manipulating absolutely absolutely and the book what i love about the book is that it speaks to the state of our country the consciousness the bit of us doing business absolutely clearly if you go to a different country maybe you the 48 laws of power power wouldn't apply but it's doing business in america 48 Laws of Power is like your Bible. It's your Quran. Yeah, yeah, you need it's it. It's your Torah. You need it. You need it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You definitely need it dealing with these people in America because let me tell you something, they will get over on you. <laughs> um, watching Little Fires Everywhere oh, on Hulu, I finished the last episode. I saw everything. How did you like it? Because Duh. I told you it was going to be good. That, that fucked me up. That Doesn't it? The girl runs away. I cannot then, wait till next season. <laughs> if for those who haven't watched Little Fires Ever on Hulu, I suggest that you watch that. That's a really good show. It's, Please it's, watch it. It's a Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Please watch it, guys. It's a great show. Like you will binge watch it the whole weekend. Like I loved it. <laughs> right. For them for her to take her all right, that's she claimed that she lost a kid but didn't lose a kid. And then and then the fact that the daughter didn't even want to go... You know, I'm not going to spoil it. Let me just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll we'll not have this conversation when we'll, this is we'll over. Talk. But I... I only reason why I bring that up is because you see the guy, the, the, the husband, who is like the attorney. And his wife 
is also a career woman herself. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't... She was battling... She was facing whether she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but also wants to be a career woman. Right. She tried to do both. And her mother seems to tell her, hey, relax. Just whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just do what, what I did. But she wasn't trying to do all that. So, if you... So, if you have... Let's just say you are... You're in the process of, like, mentoring a young woman and... Or and not you want to be a mom and you have a daughter. Are you going to try to encourage her to always be a boss? Or are you going to encourage her to try to uh, be the opposite of that? Or are you going to try to encourage her to do both? Like, how do you... Um, For me, mm-hmm. raising a, a daughter, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, if you do anything in this life, mm-hmm. make sure that you're, you're the best at doing it. If you want to do something, make sure okay. you're the best. I'm not going to tell my child what to do. Right. I'm not going to tell my child how to do it. But if you want to mm-hmm. do something, make sure you damn near the best at doing it. And put your all into it. Don't stop. Because I'm going to always support my children's dreams. Always. I don't want ever want them to feel like I'm not. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm going to make sure they have some realism to it, though. Like, make right. this a real dream. But mm-hmm. if you really have a talent, I'm going to put all my money, all my strengths, all my work into you. Because... You said you wanted this, so now you're going to go and get it because I'm going to make you go and get it. Don't tell me that you want something Mm -hmm. and you're lazy about it. Right, right. Don't have me out here wasting my money. If you're going to do something and I'm going to push you to do it, Mm -hmm. then we're going to get this done. You're going to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. My dad always told me that. He said, if you're going to do something, be the best at it. For sure. Because anything less is like going half-assed. You never full. Right. You never learn from that experience whether you right. win or lose. And keep going. Keep just going. Be, just when you, you think you're the best, you're never the best. You're never the best. It's weird because I had a I, I felt bad for Reese's... Uh, Reese, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. I feel bad for her character. Because she was trying to be... The, trying to be a very professional, being the top of her game... But at the same time, she's battling, you know, trying to be the perfect mom. And she's losing her children in the process. And that's the problem. You're losing your children trying to be the perfect mom and be the perfect wife and have the perfect family. Right. And you're trying to call your kids perfect. They're not perfect. And you're not and I, realizing that. Yeah. And I always want to I always want to be that parent that realized that my children will nev- will, won't always be their best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes kids need a mental break. Sometimes... They need to not be in school. And that's that's just what it is sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Right, right. Sometimes to be the best, you got to take a break. Right. And some parents, especially black, don't realize that. Oh, yeah. Are we going to work five to six days a week? Absolutely. But do you need that Sunday break? Absolutely. Does your right. brain need a mental break? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't be working and not take no break. Even God took a break. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like... You have to know when to stop. Mm-hmm. You have to know when to stop. And that's what we lack. Mm-hmm. In the black community, we lack just stop. Because the more you push, mm-hmm. the worse it's going to be. The worst of child's not going to want to talk to you. And I, I learned that. Mm-hmm. Not just with myself, right. but with my sisters, with my friends' relationships with their mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I only have a four-year-old. And... <laughs> That's something that I do know. Honestly, that's something I do battle with because I, I remember how tough my parents were because they just wanted to just talk about, hey, my son is doing this or my daughter's doing this, you know? Um, but at the same time, not asking to see, like, okay, where you guys are. Like, one wh- of the best advice that I got uh, from, like, a friend, she was like, you know, sometimes, you know, ask your children, what can I do to be a better parent? So I asked her, so I'll tell my daughter, what can I do to be a better dad? And she'll go, um... Can you give me more ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, clearly this exercise is not for you. <laughs> Once she gets around 10, yeah, yeah, 11. Yeah. But I definitely want to do the same for my children. It's just like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to be a prideful parent. I don't ever right. want to be like the parent that always needs to be right. Because sometimes parents are wrong. Yeah. And damn. All right, so when did you realize that your parents weren't perfect? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I still wait. When? Yeah, right. I don't even remember the first time because it's been mm-hmm. since I was little. I always thought my grandparents were perfect, though. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's but true. my parents, I'm like, oh, Isn't it crazy when you find? Ghetto. When you, 
straight ghetto. For real. And they were young. They were 16 Very. and 18 when he had me. So it's just like, of you course. guys are ghetto. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's okay to make mistakes. But it's like at the time, it's like, you know, you didn't quite understand because you weren't in the mindset yet to really fully evaluate the situation. No. So you end up building all this resentment when you're in like your teens. Because I'm speaking for myself. Because like, look, my parents were like, you know, <laughs> Before there was a Beyonce, there was my mom. And she was like the Beyonce of church, right? And in the beginning, it was like, you know, like, oh, this is so overwhelming, you know, whatever. And then you start, it's weird, like, at 34, I could sit down and talk to my parents about shit and curse and do all these other things. And they open up to me about little things about their lives that they never would have said. And so, have you, have you ever gotten to that space where you're like, you got so comfortable with having that conversation and then you're like, why did my parents just tell me that? Oh my gosh. Uh, me and my mom, <laughs> I think we were talking about like her sex life. I was <laughs> like, wait. Crazy. When? <laughs> and like in the back of my head, I'm like, when did this start happening? <laughs> and it was just like... She's single? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Kind of. No, I'm playing. I'm just playing. No, no, no. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I do like me some uh, Miss Parker. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Hi, Miss Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hearing my my parents talk about, like, how they met and all this other stuff, and you start realizing, like, okay, these things make sense. And so now I'm, like, I'm asking myself, well, will, will my daughter have the same humility for me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you have to make sure she doesn't, like... You know, yeah. like you just have to make sure your relationship is really well. Yeah. So I guess I have to give her more ice cream. Um, <laughs> but um, so that's pretty much what I have in store of like talking about. I don't have anything other questions. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, I think what we talked about today was very like dope and unique. Absolutely. Figuring out like. Identifying who you are, finding the right mate, right? Yeah. And then even when you win them or you lose them, learning from that experience. Like, to this day, like, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, would you do, if you know what was going to happen between you and XYZ, would you still go through it? And I I told him, yeah. Because every piece of that experience has put me in a position where, like, oh, now I have a space to do a podcast. I have a space to really do Wally Digital. Now I have a space to really uh, network and meet new people that I would have never met before had I been in a, you know, you know, whatever. So I don't, I, I think it's dope. Um, You're aligned with your purpose. And that's the thing that I'm like, there's so many times where I'll wake up and I literally feel as if like my 60 year old self is talking to my 30 year old. So. Oh my god, that's a beautiful thing. You know, so that's like that's a beautiful thing. So like, I'll have a moment be like, hey, call her, call him, do this, set up this, and then a door opens, another door opens up, and another conversation opens up, and I'm like, so I really trust my gut because before I really used to doubt my gut because you know, and that's one thing that most people that are people that are focused on their purpose just understand that there's no blueprint to what you're doing. Everything is brand new. Absolutely. So there's, you're not gonna, there's no, that's why when we had that conversation about, you know, would you want to meet Jay-Z and talk about to do business? I was like, why would you want to do that? Because we're the wave, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, like, the Because stu- we do have to figure out, he's technically, he is the old wave. Yeah, he's the old he wave. He is the old wave because he kind of brought in some of the new wave, but we're mm-hmm. going to get better with time. Like, that's all. That's- we're really gonna get better with time and it's kind of just like wow yeah so any last advice that you would like to give to our we gotta have it audience black women <laughs> <laughs> listen do what you need to do to be successful get mm-hmm. your paper right. black men stay safe mm-hmm. and keep some love inside of you cause Facts. it's a cold world out here mm-hmm. Stay close to your ancestors. Always be aligned with your purpose. Pray, meditate, mm-hmm. and hustle and motivate. Hustle, hustle and that's, motivate. That's what it is. That's what it is.
that's what it is. So that's what I'm ending it with. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode four. This is Wally Wally chopping it up with Sierra. Sierra, what's your uh, social media so people? My IG is GorgeDoll19. Wait, I said that wrong. Underscore GorgeDoll19. <laughs> that is my Instagram. My uh-huh. business page is Forks and Tings with CC. Follow me, please, 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 please. I need all the followers I can get. Like, it would be great. (laughs) Like, I like to talk, so Mm -hmm. just hit me. For sure. Um, If you ever need some Forex advice, you know who to holler. At CC. Knows that she is a boss. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I am Wally Wall Street. Be in the lookout for episode five. And also, um, well, I'll tell everybody next week. Um, Until then, peace.